Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Hi everyone, this is KK Downing of Judas Priest and you're listening to Talking Metal, so you know what to do. Crank it up. Hi, this is Ian Hill from Judas Priest and you're listening to Talking Metal. Everybody, this is Rob Halford, the metal god from Judas Priest, and you're listening to Talking Metal. A stripped-down rock and roll flamethrower, the Gibson Les Paul BFG is the most powerful Les Paul Gibson has ever made. Blasted back to the bare essentials, the BFG is the Les Paul for guitarists who want it loud, raw, and wild. Two volumes and one tone knob control the sonic spectrum put out by a high-power burst-bucker three humbucker in the bridge and a screaming single-coil P90 in the neck. Innovative powerhouse, the Gibson Les Paul BFG has no binding, no figure top, no finishing touches. This gives the BFG a distinctive look that is both modern and vintage while allowing for a price that makes pure Les Paul performance available to all players. The result is a perfect storm of eye-catching style, incredible tone, and unbeatable playability, all at a great price. Check it out at Gibson.com slash BFG. is Talking Metal. Tell you, we like dynamite. Ooh. Delivering the goods. 
delivering the goods. The first song from Hell Bent for Leather by Judas Priest, originally recorded in 1978. What an amazing record, Hell Bent for Leather. So many great songs on that record. And some of the songs Judas Priest almost went a little funky with, including Delivering the Goods. You kind of feel that funkiness behind all the hard rock and metal there. A lot of great songs on that record. Rock Forever was a song that I loved. Of course, the title track and the classic Green Manalishi is on that record. Highly recommended Hellbent for Leather by Judas Priest. Some of my other favorite Judas Priest records are uh, Defenders of the Faith, Screaming for Vengeance, Unleashed in the East. Yeah, Painkiller's great, Ram It Down, bunch of cool stuff. Absolutely, and we have been... Really honored because we had Scott Travis, who is the drummer of Judas Priest and uh, also of Racer X. He was the drummer, and he was, uh, I think, our first interview, like long interview, that we sat down. Uh, it was on the phone, but we interviewed him, and then we sat down with Rob Halford in a diner uh, a few months after that and had a great interview. And today we are just blessed because we have another amazing member of this amazing band. And this is one of the original members who formed this band back in the early 70s, K.K. Downing. Yeah, we are just so honored to have K.K. on the show, and we're going to get to that interview in just a bit. First, Mark, what have you been up to? Uh, My wife and I were trying to sell our apartment and buy a house, and it's just been very stressful and uh, insane. And it looks like things are moving ahead with the process, though. So, uh, Who knows, maybe sometime in the near future we will do a a podcast from my new house, assuming it all works out, out in uh, Essex County there, Um, right right down the street from Frank from Guns N' Roses, actually. Absolutely. I was going to mention that you guys are going to be neighbors, and speaking of Guns N' Roses, those guys are preparing for their big tour coming up, and uh, I've been doing some work for Robin, getting him all set up for that, guitar-wise, and... uh, Really looking forward to hearing Guns N' Roses live and on record in the near future, I'm hoping. Yeah, I just got an email from Bumblefoot yesterday, and he emailed. I mean, this is what an amazing guy Bumblefoot is. I gave him my band CD, the Ronin CD. He spent, sent me a special email to tell me how great he liked, this, you know, he thought the CD was, and he said he really likes it. And uh, that's very cool coming from a guy who's in Guns N' Roses, and I appreciate that. And Bumble said that they are just about, they've either started rehearsal or they're just about to start rehearsal for the Japanese tour and the South African tour. So you guys over there in South Africa, brace yourself. Guns N' Roses will be arriving on your shores very soon, and I'm sure it's going to be a fun show, as every Guns show is. Out in Japan, all you guitar shops, keep an eye out for the Guns N' Roses crew because I told them to check out the great Epiphone Japan guitars that are made in Japan for release in Japan, and uh, I own one of them myself. So all you people in music stores, keep an eye out. These guys might be coming around to check them out. Yeah, uh, you're probably hearing this podcast uh, either Monday or Tuesday, and I just want to let you guys know that Tuesday night which is March 20th, we will be doing another live show. And I think Q-Ball, who's actually one of uh, Bumblefoot's good friends and uh, Bumblefoot does a lot of music with Q-Ball, probably will be joining us on the Alien Rock portion of the live show, which again comes off of TalkingMetalLive.com. 
So please log in around 7 o'clock East Coast time. We usually go to about 10, and I know some people on the West Coast were complaining that, that that's too early for them, but that's the guys at Bionic all have early morning jobs here on the East Coast, uh, as did John and I, and you know it's tough to get people to broadcast until 2 in the morning, but maybe sometime we will go late, maybe do a special West Coast live show, but not this week. This week is 7 p.m. to 10 p.m., TalkingMetalLive.com. Please tune in. And also uh, check out TalkingMetalForums.com. What do you think of the forums, John? I think they're great. I thank John Casamano for setting those up. I know Mark and John Casamano are constantly on there. I am on there as well. Uh, not as much. Believe me, I, I wish I could spend all my time on the forums. But uh, unfortunately, I've just been a little stressed and a little uh, crazy uh, lately, I've got like a ton of stuff going on, but uh, as soon as I clear up my schedule a bit, I will be on those forums just as much as everybody else because they are very, very cool. Also, check out the TalkingMetalLive.com page on Tuesday because we may have uh, some additional special guests coming by the studio for the show, and we want to definitely let you all know about that, but we just don't want to announce it before it is time. Cool. And yeah, if you if you sign up for the Talking Metal Forums, again, TalkingMetalForums.com, John Casamano, aka Exciter, has posted a Read Me First bulletin. And uh, that just, if you can read that, that'll help you get your password and stuff. And sometimes the password is ending up in people's spam folders. So if you sign up, please know you're going to get a password. I think just almost immediately. And uh, if you don't see it in your inbox, do check your spam folder and it might be in there. And we love to chat with you um, on the forum. Uh, Bert Gabriel is hanging out in the forum. I see Donnie G is actually signed up, but he hasn't done any posting yet. Hope to hear from you soon, Donnie. Uh, Jayhawk, you know, we got Jay there. Um, E-Fish, a lot of cool people hanging out on the forum. And I am hanging out there, too. So please come hang out, do some posting on the Talking Metal Forum. By the way, another great radio show, not only the Talking Metal Live radio show, but another great radio show is Alice Cooper's radio show, which he does uh, syndicated throughout the country here. And Ronnie James Dio on the March 21st. Yeah, March 21st. That's a Wednesday, actually. Just pulled up the calendar. That's the day after the live show. Uh, Ronnie James Dio will be joining Alice Cooper on his radio show, so check your local listings for that. I'm pretty excited for the Heaven and Hell show. I think we're going to get together for some beers at a place called Channel 4, which is on 48th Street and 6th Avenue before the show. We hope the Talking Metal crew can come down and hang out with us. Absolutely, and I believe that that bar is called Channel 4 because it is right next to the NBC building, and Channel 4 is in that building. Is that true? Yeah, it's right next to Rockefeller and uh, across the street from Sirius. Ian Christie and I were at Channel 4 the other day trying to do an interview for this uh, podcast, actually, and it was way too loud, and we had had to flee Channel 4 and go to this deli next door, which was kind of fun. It's just Ian Christie and myself sitting there drinking Heinekens in a deserted deli um, after hours. And then I uh, actually ended up running into Scott Ian right after that. We did some chatting, of course, about Battlestar. He was all psyched up. I've actually seen the Battlestar finale, and it blew my mind, and it is good stuff. Please tune in Sunday night at 10 p.m. for the Season 3 Battlestar Galactica finale, 10 p.m. on the Sci-Fi Channel here in the United States. So 
That's about it, man. I think we should maybe jump into the interview, maybe remind people to check us out on myspace.com slash talking metal, post a comment. We do read all those comments and we appreciate it. John, somebody just posted something yesterday saying that you asked all the right questions of Carmine Peace with that great interview you uh, did with him last week. Thanks very much, uh, all of you guys. Um, I had a great time interviewing Carmine. He's been one of my favorite drummers my whole life, and uh, he's just such a nice guy. And, you know, we encourage all of the listeners to check out his website, CarmineAPiece.com, and he's got a ton of cool stuff coming out. I'm really excited about this Carmine Apiece's Slam project that he's going to be doing, and uh, I appreciate all of you who listened to that interview. Awesome. And some of the older episodes still are, aren't downloading properly. We do know about that. We have gotten your emails, and I'm actually going to have a call into uh, some of our tech guys out there in uh, Washington, Washington State, where they are, and we're going to try to get that resolved this week. So all the new episodes, you know, download without problem. So if you do have any problems, you know, let us know. We do want to know about that. And that's about it. Let's get into some more Priest, and let's talk to K.K. Downing. I want to play some priests that sometimes people forget about uh the ripper owens era yeah ripper is an unbelievable singer and as you'll hear in this interview kk says he's even singing better than ever now yeah and a big special thanks to the guys over at chipster pr for hooking up the interview with kk downing all spoken dialogue and interviews on the talking metal all spoken dialogue and the interview in today's podcast are copyright 2007 by talking metal dot com so check that out so check this interview out it's great stuff and we're gonna end the show i think with uh some more kk stuff yeah we're gonna end the show with a great track called deceiver by violent storm that is mick servino's band kk was the executive producer on the album which is called storm warning and KK played guitar in a couple tracks, Deceiver, and another great track called War No More. And we actually are going to feature Mick Servino on an upcoming episode of Talking Metal. I did an interview with him recently, and he is a great guy. You guys may know him from playing with Ingve. He's played with Richie Blackmore. He has a great history playing bass with a lot of great bands. And we would appreciate you showing support for Violent Storm. Again, KK Downing is the executive producer. He plays on it. And Roy Z, who did those great Bruce Dickinson solo records and also did the Halford records. He's working with Sebastian Bach. He's worked with Judas Priest. He is the engineer on it. Engve Malmstein plays uh, at least one guitar solo on the record. And it is it is really a great, exciting record that you guys should definitely check out. And again, we'll end today's podcast with a little music from that. Uh, but right now we're going to get into some music, some Judas Priest, and then right into the KK interview. Keep the emails coming, talkingmetal at yahoo.com. If you haven't sent us an email, send us an email. We'd love to hear from you, know where you're, you know, get to know you and find out where you're checking in from. That would be great. And don't forget to check out the great website, gibson.com, because on this site you can check out Gibson guitars, Epiphone guitars, Slingerland drums. There's all kind of great other gear, Kramer guitars, and a lot of great stuff on Gibson's site. Most notably, they just put out the brand-new Jimmy Page signature double-neck ES-1275. As you know, John, I love Gibson's, and I'm happy that they're uh, 
involved with the Talking Metal podcast. It's a true honor to have them on. Big shout out to the guys at 4QRadio.com too. That's a great extreme metal podcast that I've been listening to, which actually one of our listeners emailed me about, and uh, they rock, 4QRadio.com. I think Randy from Lama God is involved with that, too. Sometimes he does some guest spots on it. Speaking of Lama God, we're going to have some more stuff with them real soon, real soon. So anyways, let's get into some Judas Priest and, and, a, and an interview that we did earlier this morning with K.K. Downing. Right now, here is Bullet Train from the album Jugulator featuring Tim Ripper Owens on vocals. Yeah, 
yeah, I guess really um, exactly the same thing. I grew up in that type of environment and, you know, uh, most of my family lived in, worked in factories, foundries or or steel mills, literally, you know, because I actually come from an area, to, it, I, I didn't know until literally I got until I grew up what it was called a black country, but apparently, uh, you know, um, in not too many years gone by, really, it was just basically full of uh, industry, coal mines and slag heaps and all of that sort of thing, and it literally was um, not much colour, I'm afraid. And uh, I don't know, I, I, actually, it may have been Queen Victoria, I don't know, but somebody, you know, um, sort of titled it the Black Country, and I guess it was pretty grim. But, um, but having said that, you know, us as kids, whatever, we grew up not knowing any different, fun places to play, you know, on, on uh, flag heaps and uh, lots of places to explore. And um, we, as I say, we didn't know any different, so... Uh, but, uh, and we grew up in, a, in that environment, and it was pretty cool. I mean, it was, um, we didn't have, have a lot in the way of luxuries, but, um, and uh, in respect of the music, I guess it was, some people put it down to the, all the, the, the hammering and the, you know, and then all the noises of industrial machinery, and uh, a lot of people think that's, that's we uh, grew up with that, uh, all of that heavy metal sound in our veins. Anyway, it's a cool story, even if yeah, no, there's nothing in it. It's great because, you know, that's part of your past, but then it really ties right into heavy metal and your guitar playing. Yeah, I mean, it's just interesting that the two bands that are always, you know, looked at as, as really inventing heavy metal, if you will, Judas Priest and Black Sabbath, both came from that, that st steel uh, background, you know? That, that's right, yeah. Well, to me, it's just totally goes hand in hand, you know, obviously with what we do, I guess, you know, if I'd have been, you know, born in in, in the South, you know, with all the top fields, and maybe I'd have been a blues singer, you know, and playing the blues, but uh, I guess, uh, you know, you've had the influence as a youngster growing up, so I think that uh, it's a big part of it, and naturally when I came, it became interested in music, it was just about making, you know, just sort of same kind of sounds, you know what I mean? I, I can't really explain it, but it was just, you know, the very rhythmical sort of, basically, it was basically riffs, wasn't it? You know, heavy metal grew from basically riffs, uh, which is very kind of regimented riffs that sort of, uh, are not too dissimilar to, you know, the, the symmetrical noises that machinery makes, you know. Cool. Now, one of the things that I thought was great is that the uh, meal workers who work on the website, one of them is going to put together a PDF complete biography that people can download in print, and that's a great idea. Yeah, and let's um, say so we're going to really endeavor to get it also into as many languages as we can. You've probably noticed on the site there's, um, we've got uh, interpretations from most countries, you know, um, um, so we're just looking to add Turkey. I just found uh, a lady that uh, can translate um, into, you know, the Turkish language, so that's pretty cool. That's cool. That's <laughs> so really we can add in as we go along. And any important inf bits of information, as much as we can, we'll try and post as much as we can in different languages. And uh, usually we touch on this uh, towards the end of our interviews, but uh, what I thought was also cool is there's a section called Downing Street, and it talks about all of your gear, and it actually has pictures of you with all of your Vs and, and with your, uh, you know, recording gear, and, and that is very cool. 
boy who who um, <clears throat> who obviously was um, here not that long. I guess finished the Angel of Retribution album, and so that was the first time I actually worked with Roy, and uh, really enjoyed that. And, um, and I actually got him to play some guitar on there as well because he's a good. Well, actually, he's in the Halford band. Yeah, sure. And uh, so Roy is a tremendous all-rounder, you know, so I needed some help on this project. And um, so basically, I essentially pulled Roy into to do some remixes and re re-record um, a bunch of stuff. Well, pretty much most of it, really. And um, but obviously, my, my part, obviously, overseeing everything, not only just as a producer to get the best out of the artists and the best out of all the team that's working on the record. Obviously, it went further than that, obviously, with uh, anything with the artwork, logos, some titles, rearranging, and so basically, a, a producer plus them, if you know what I'm saying. Definitely. Um, but anyway, myself and Roy, we had a, we had a great time on it, really, but um, I was um, obviously had the ultimate say, because I think all of, even... Um, Roy, as killer as he is, he's not as old as me, so I've been doing it longer. <laughs> so, you know, I've learned a few extra tricks of the trade, right. I think, really. Definitely. It's funny you mentioned the Halford uh, record that, uh, actually, a bunch of records that Roy was involved with, and I, I know Glenn Tipton has had some solo releases out. Would, would K.K. Downing ever consider putting out a solo record? Um, absolutely, but it's just a case of when, really, because, um, I mean, Rob, um, left the band, as everybody knows, around about 1990, and then obviously we had a spell, long spell, where we didn't actually have a, a singer at all, you know, and that's when Glenn thought, well, this, if I'm going to do something, you know, there's some time here to do what he did, um, but basically, um, I didn't do the because I don't know, I, it was a bit weird for me because I was still, you know, having been in priest all of my life, if you know what I mean, it was, um, I was just kind of more intent on, on keeping that alive and, um, and that's what I did, you know, so maybe I missed, in a, in a way, the slot to actually do that in the same way that Glenn did. Um, but, but sure, at some point, you know, and who knows when, um, it would be pretty cool for me to do that. Um, so, lots to think about, but obviously at the moment, Priest has still got a long way to go, especially now we've just come off a, a fantastic 18-month, you know, touring with uh, Rob around the world, and it's great to have that back. So now, uh, we think that the, the album and the tour has re-established the band, obviously, um, so now we'll have to look to the future. Right now, the uh, Nostradamus project. I read that you guys have a, at least about 18 songs, and you said that you're hoping that this could be a double record. Yeah, um, I think Rob mentioned that as well in a couple of interviews. He said, um, it, "Well, it's it's a big project, you know. It's uh, it's, it's um, a sizable project um, that we're undertaking. So um, it's pretty exciting times. Um, we're hard at work at the moment." Um, laying it down on a daily basis, and um, we'll get the task completed as soon as we can. The Nostradamus record is, I guess, what you'd call a concept record. Is 
it different to write a concept record than just say a non-concept record? Do you have to keep a theme going? You know, more than just lyrics. I mean, musically, do you try to keep a theme going throughout the record? Well, I think that obviously it's uh, new territory even for us. So, um, but we basically just started out the way that we normally do, um, just being very productive as we possibly can musically and putting ideas together. And um, I'll say it's still very much work in progress, so really I couldn't say anything definitive at this point, you know, in, in any respect, because um, I think as most musicians out there um, would would verify the fact that, you know, everything changes right up until the last second, really, you know. So, um, as I said, the only thing I can say is the fact that um, we'll be, you know, delving into every aspect of every song and, and every piece of music as much as we can uh, to get the best out of it. And uh, as I said, we'll be, we'll have it hopefully in the shops um, as soon as we can. But uh, we are definitely sweating buckets, you know, working hard. I can promise you that. Definitely. Cool. Kiki, I wanted to congratulate you on the VH1 Rock Honors performance because you guys were unbelievable. I was out there and I actually did a short red carpet interview with you and uh, you guys just uh, really kicked ass on stage. Thank you very much. Yeah, that was a fantastic thing for us to do, really. And um, and obviously with a, a large British contingency there, Queen and Def Leppard and stuff, it was, um, yeah, and it was great to be the first. And um, I, I don't know if you could actually enlighten me, but since I'm over this side of the Atlantic as to whether there's going to be another one this year because I would certainly be looking forward to that. Yeah, there absolutely is going to be one. It's going to be in May, so if you want to make a trip over here, definitely let me know and I'll get you all set up because I also work for VH1. And uh, this year, Ozzy is going to be honored and then a lot of great rock acts, Genesis, ZZ Top, and Heart are going wow, to be honored. Wow, that's super cool. Yeah, so it's it's very cool, and uh, definitely I was gonna I was gonna say, you know, if you have some time out in the recording, uh, you know, come on out to Las Vegas, and it's gonna be a great time again. Well, I would definitely like definitely like to take up uh, that offer, so but it's gonna be doubtful, I guess, because we're gonna be finishing off the record. But if I get a chance, I will be there because that's such a fantastic time, and what a place to to have that event as well, Las Vegas. You know, it's uh, loads of fun. Yeah, I had a blast out there. I was there for a whole week, and uh, I was wiped out by the time I got back. <laughs> yeah, we were too. I mean, after flying out there to do a one-off thing, you know, we'd be off the road for quite some time. But, um, well, it was just such a, well, it was just, well, apart from being a great honor, um, we just felt really, really, we're, we're just on, on a total high, I would have to say, you know. Um, and then it was all over. And uh, we, we, sh we thought, well, that went fast, let's do it again, you know, like tomorrow, it would be cool. <laughs> cool, very cool. So, KK, I was in a uh, guitar shop here in New York City uh, oh, about a week ago, and there was a, a young kid, I would say this guy was probably 14 years old, and he was, you know, testing out a guitar that I guess maybe he wanted to buy. And he was playing Living After Midnight on the guitar as he was testing it out. And I just thought... This kid is 14 years old. I mean, these Judas Priest songs have just held 
the test of time so well and still young kids today just relate to them and grab on to them you know far more than most of the rock that came out in the 80s and 90s and 70s why do you think Judas Priest has had such staying power well um, hopefully um, I think the one thing about Priest is uh, uh, to start with we were never ever an overnight success you know some bands have fortunate enough, well I say fortunate enough to have been that, but um, <clears throat> we always felt that Priest was, you know, building and building working and working and building <clears throat> and we never really ever took anything for granted and always kept our domain, our feet on the ground and uh, and, and and just good hard workers, I think, and for that reason I think that we're, we've been over the years, dare I say decades um We've been pretty productive, I think, really, you know, made a lot of songs, and fortunately some of, we've got some of those songs that do kind of stick, I think, you know, and uh, <coughs> whether it's like The Ripper or yeah, Another Thing Coming, and you, as you say, Living After Midnight, you know, Breaking the Law, whatever. Um, it's, um, and, and hopefully those songs will be around forever, because maybe we've been playing them for that long, but
Wow, that's really cool. I like the fact that you've got the pickup surrounds uh, on it, which you don't see on like all of these, and I think that's cool. Plus, the uh, bridge has plastic saddles on. Yes, it it does. Um, I probably and can't remember. <laughs> I really can't. Um, <clears throat> I may have changed them because they're easy to kind of cut a little bit, you know, to maneuver. But I don't know. I, I really can't remember on that score. But they may well have been um, original, you know. Um, that's all I can say. The interesting thing, it, where the actual uh, the the jack plug plugs into the guitar, you probably notice on that one. There's like a, a round disc. Yeah, yeah. It's like like you see on like a Les Paul or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, what, what actually happened was on the original, the um, that wasn't there. That um, the, the smaller thing that you plug into just went straight onto the plastic uh, scratch plate and. Uh, Obviously, in those days, you just so often used to tread on your cable and wang the guitar around, and obviously, in this instance, it sort of cracked the plastic. So I just put a washer, a big that big washer on on top, and one underneath, just to fortify the plastic, really. So, no, that's great. Uh, but they've even copied that, you know. You know what? I'll tell you the truth. It happened to me, believe it or not, on stage once, and I stepped on the cord. It pulled. It pulled it out, and the actual scratch plate just fell off, and it cracked. And so, so well, there you go. I got to do what you did. I'm going to get two discs and put one under it and one on top of it. That's, That's a great exactly. idea. Exactly, and it's my my original's been like that for a long, long time. So <clears throat> it's a quick fix, but it, it works and uh, looks pretty cool too. Yeah, absolutely, very, very cool. KK, we are very honored that you've joined us today, and just a few more questions for you. But um, you know, sure. we just wanted to thank you for giving us all the great heavy metal and hard rock music no throughout problem. the years. No problem thank you guys for flying the flag as well and keep things going and may it long continue. Great. Now, have you heard from Ripper Owens much? Are you still in contact with he, him? Well, no, he's been out on tour with his, his band and um, I've got the new record and uh, he seems to be singing even better. Wow. His voice is getting better and better. I mean, I mean it was incredible to start with. So, um, but he, Tim, He's a fantastic guy. What a singer, what a talent. You know, it's, a, it's only a matter of time, really, um, because he is he's, he's, he's such a fantastic all-round guy. He kept the flame burning with you guys when uh, Rob was off doing some other things. Did, and, so. um, we're very indebted to him for that. Great. Well, thanks again for joining us on the Talking Metal podcast. We'd love to get into some music right now off the Violent Storm CD. How about a little Deceiver? Yeah, that sounds good, let it rock.
Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.